It's the 17th of June. The NHL draft is three weeks away. The NHL's free agency period is very soon after that. And, no, is it getting dark outside? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Penguins have not signed either Evgeny Malkin or Chris Letang, or for that matter, Ricard Raquel. It sure felt as if they'd be moving quickly and maybe knocking pins down once they got the perceived toughest signee out of the way, that being Brian Rust, right at the beginning, like a couple of days after the season. But there's been nothing since then. Now, the fact that there's no news isn't an issue because, as Ron Hextall and Latang both mentioned around that same time, they'd made vows to each other that none of this was going to go public. And none of it has. Anything that you might have seen, heard, or read suggesting information regarding Malkin and or Latang is completely made up, and I'm not guessing at that. The one thing that we do know is that, you know, obviously nothing's done. And the longer this goes without something being done or one of these individuals getting done, it's reasonable to wonder, number one, will they get done? And number two, which one might be the holdup or which one might come first in the pecking order where the rest of them can more reasonably follow? In other words, let's say that because Hextall gave up what he did in the Raquel trade, similar to his having given up actual commodities for Jeff Carter, he might have felt more, what's the word I'm looking for here, required to sign Carter so that he gets more value out of the asset. Of course, that's going to depend on Carter making a comeback from what was kind of really a blah year for him just now. But if that's the case, then, you know, he could have gone to Raquel. Raquel is the much younger player of the three that we're discussing here. Certainly not the most accomplished or anywhere close to it, but younger and might be of more good to your team for a longer period of time. But here's the thing. If that was the case, Raquel isn't going to cost as much as those two guys. He just won't. So you could have signed Rust, and then you could have signed Raquel not long after that, and maybe even played a little bit of hardball with Gino and Latang and saying, hey, we signed these two guys that we felt we really, really needed, both of them in the you know, age range of around 30, a lot younger than you here. And now let's see what we can work out with the remainder of this cap. But that didn't happen either. That didn't happen either. So what might, and I'm underscoring might here again because I'm stressing here that this is all speculation on my part because there's no information at all to date. What might be the holdup? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. 
where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. If I had to guess here, it'd make a lot of sense for Hextall to be dealing with these agents somewhat in concert. And you can never do that too much because they're represented by different people, meaning Gino and Latang. And agents are always really uncomfortable with that sort of thing. I know in my dealings with them, they see their client as their only concern, which, you know, is how it should be. And they don't want to have their client's fate tied to somebody else, even in an extraordinary event like this. But that doesn't stop Hextall from trying it. It doesn't stop Hextall from taking that approach internally when he's talking about these things with Brian Burke. If he says to one or both, hey, we've got this and we've got this and we want to make sure that we're not insulting you or uh, the other guy or Sid or whoever else might be affected by any sort of comparison point salary-wise, and remember that Sid is only at $8.7 million for a cap hit for the duration of his contract. And then you throw the cap into the equation, which is a very fair thing to bring up with any agent, and say, hey, you know, this is what we've got. This is what's real. These guys want to stay together. They've made it clear that they want to stay together. We've made it clear. We, the Penguins, have let it be known publicly that we want to keep the core together. So we've all got to work together in some form to make that happen. It can't just be a one-on-one negotiation. And from there, you know, I think it's reasonable for us, meaning us people on the outside, to wonder who might be the priority out of the two. And my answer to that is going to be that there isn't one. They're trying to to keep the core together. That's the priority. That's the way it was laid out by absolutely everybody following the Game 7 loss in New York, not least of whom was Hextall himself in his meeting with reporters May 22. We have had discussions very recently and we'll continue to have those discussions. We would like to sign both players. I think if you look at them individually, um, They've both been here 16 years. I mean, Gino's obviously been a great player, um, one of the greatest, certainly one of the best players in the history of the game, and we'd like to keep him as a Pittsburgh Penguin for, for the rest of his career. If in the perfect world, Gino retires a, a Penguin, and I think Tanger's the same. He's been here the same amount of time. These two are they're generational players. They don't come along very often, and uh, we'd like to keep them here through the end of, your, end of their careers. Obviously, we have some some issues and areas that we have to work through in terms of the salary cap. Everything's got to match up, and uh, it's a puzzle right now, and I wish we had more pieces in place to make it a little more clear, but it's it's hard to even venture to guess where we'll end up. We've got some pieces. We've got numerous uh, outlines of, of teams that we would like to, to bring in, and obviously the numbers, the numbers matter, so we'll continue to work with both guys and hopefully – um, come to agreements with him at some point here. I have no timeline, though. Now, Hextall made multiple references to both Malkin and Latang. In each event, 
he really stressed that Malkin was the generational player, one of the great players of all time, one of the top 100 players of all time. And then he would throw in, parenthetically, and Latang is great, too. That could lead you to believe that, oh, yeah, Gino's the priority. But th- th- there is no such thing. There is no such thing. The only thing I think that's obvious right now is that they really didn't want to lose rust. Okay, let's put that at the very top of the list. This was not just an order of things here. They really didn't want to lose rust. So they got him done right away. And the other obvious thing is that Raquel isn't signed because he can't be, because they can't know how much money would be left over for Raquel until they attempt to sign both Malkin and Latang. My belief continues to be that they will sign both Malkin and Latang. I'm not wavering in that because of the time period, but the longer it goes, the more I wonder if there will be anything left for Raquel, for other significant players they might hope to acquire, or for that matter, setting up Tristan Jari for a long-term extension before he can walk through free agency the following year. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Nick, who asks, DK, regarding headshots, if I'm the owner of an NHL franchise, isn't the most logical thing to preemptively injure the headshotter? Sure, the goon on your team risks suspension, but it's the price to pay for protecting the health of your star players. I see no other way. Playing nice and by the rules is now a recipe for having your star players injured. Um, Nick, first of all, and, and I know you know this, so I'm not saying this in any form of talking down to anybody here thing, but there aren't enforcers. There aren't goons on teams anymore. Jacob Truba, uh, as filthy a predator as he's become in chasing people's heads around, isn't a goon. You know, he's an actual hockey player. He's always been at least a pretty good defenseman. He didn't have an especially good playoffs from the pure hockey standpoint, but he he really pushed the Rangers through to the conference final in another way. Uh, Tom Wilson isn't a goon. He's not an enforcer. He's not a thug. He's got a long and rich history of being sickeningly filthy, way worse than Truba, but he's also a first-round pick who can really play and he can carry himself and usually does on his team's first line. I don't know how many of these enforcers or goons are even left in the league. The players who do have significant numbers of uh, penalty minutes or fighting majors are still players for the most part. You're talking about the Kachuk brothers and, and, and those kinds. But I will say this. If I'm an owner, and that's that's the position that you singled out yourself there, Nick. If I'm an owner, you'd better believe I'm finding my way 
to Gary Bettman in some form and getting his ear. Not to do the, my team was wronged in the playoffs kind of thing, because Bettman, and you've seen this in his press conferences, including the one he had just a couple of days ago out in Denver, he has that stuff go in one ear and out the other. When teams complain, ah, the refs hate us, or the, the league's player safety office hates us, or doesn't do right by us, he's got 32 of those voices and sees them all as being one and the same. And actually, actually, he should. But if you're a responsible owner in the NHL, whether it's an owner of the Penguins or the Hurricanes or the Lightning, the three teams that got wronged by Truba, and you say to yourself, man, I'm really not interested in having this player that I'm paying a zillion dollars to get hurt by somebody who's just free to go out there and attack people's heads and know that the league won't do anything about it, either at ice level or after the fact. Now, who's out there that'll do that? I don't know. I really don't. Is there some kind of pious owner that would watch the Eastern Conference playoffs and say out of concern, boy, I really hope this stops for the good of the league? That's very, very unlikely, to say the least. So you have to find a way to approach Bettman in a way that says, listen, you know that Truba went after Jake's head. You know that Truba got Sid's head. But let's talk about Seth Jarvis of the Hurricanes. Let's talk about Andre Palat of the Lightning. He was doing this virtually every other night, and something's got to be done about it. And if you don't do something about it, you know for a fact that some general managers will because they won't put up with it. They really won't. It'll start as it tends to do inside the division. Remember, the Rangers were the ones who got all spazzed out about. Wilson going after Artemi Panarin and a couple of their other guys. They end up bringing in Ryan Reeves, who also, by the way, is not a thug or enforcer. And Barkley Goodrow, and they even ended up, you know, doing whatever they did to transform Truba into a predator. They even had a number one overall pick, Alexi Lafreniere, who they turned into something of a cheap shot artist. Why did that happen inside the Metro? It's not a coincidence. It's the same reason People in Pittsburgh were saying we have to find an answer for Tom Wilson. Can't just let Tom Wilson keep getting away with this. We're not going to get anywhere. It always starts inside the division. And that's how I think this will go as well if nothing is done about Truba and headshots, specifically headshots. Nothing's going to be done about Truba. But it'll have been started by him. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll have another one of these on Monday. Have a great weekend.